This is Points North, a show from Interlochen Public Radio, where we hear about life in northern Michigan through the news, the people, and the places. I'm Dan Wanshura. In northern Michigan right now, the water is so high that shorelines are disappearing, docks are underwater, and rivers are overflowing. Later, we'll talk about private versus public rights on our shrinking shorelines, plus the effects of high water on avian botulism. But first, Lake Michigan is on track to set a record high water level for the month of June. That's the highest since the late 80s. IPR's Kay LaFond went to Platte River Beach a couple of weeks ago to see how the high water is affecting this popular spot. Tubing or kayaking down the Platte River out to Lake Michigan is kind of a Michigan summer rite of passage. I've been coming to this beach since I was a kid, and I've never seen it look like this. The spit of land that divides the river and the lake is largely underwater. Even back away from the shoreline, there are areas that used to be just sand, and now they're standing water. Nan Stratus of Ann Arbor says she comes to the Platte every year. The whole landscape has changed. I mean, when I came down from the parking lot, I thought, am I in the right place? You know, the river's so much wider, and there's no real beach. It's just a path. I was amazed. It's supposed to keep raining, and the water is supposed to keep rising, but we won't know officially whether the June water level record has been broken until the end of the month. That's Kay LaFond on Platte River Beach. A number of walking trails in northern Michigan have been flooded, too, including sections of the Tart Trail along the Boardman River and parts of the Betsy Valley Trail. Here's John Rothar, trail coordinator for Betsy Valley. As far as we know, this has never happened before. There's no way to uh, do anything about it. And, uh, Mother Nature is going to have to take care of it for us. Last weekend, a trail ride was canceled there because of the high water. What we hear is that it may go up before it goes down, but starting July sometime, it'll start getting back a little more toward normal. And Rothar hopes trail events later in the summer will be in the clear. I'm Dan Wanshura. This is Points North. Michigan has some pretty complicated laws when it comes to private beaches. I'm sure some of you have seen confusing private property signs or been hanging out on a beach and had a homeowner come up and say, you can't be here. And you've wondered, huh, can I? Well, high water levels in the Great Lakes are making those rules even more complicated. Linda Alice Dewey is a freelance reporter for the Glen Arbor Sun. She's been covering public access rules on beaches, and she joins me now to talk about it. Hi, Linda. Hi, Dan. Okay, first things first, beach access rules are state-specific, and in Michigan, there are different rules for the Great Lakes and Inland Lakes. Can you break them down for us? I can try. Go ahead. It has to do with the bottom lands, the land under the water. The inland lake landowners own to the middle of the lake or the river. On the Great Lakes, the bottom land is owned by the public. In all cases, the water is owned by everyone. So on inland lakes, you can walk the shoreline only if your feet are wet. But on the Great Lakes, you can walk up to what's called the natural high water mark. And that would be the line where you can see the waves have gone up and have cleared away the vegetation and have kind of left a mark. Okay, so what is the public allowed to do below those watermarks? Can they hang out and relax? In front of someone's private property, the Supreme Court has determined that you have the right to walk. They have not determined anything else, and there's no law. So 
right now you for sure have the right to walk the beach. As far as stopping uh, and hanging out, uh, laying down your beach towel, putting down your beach chair, uh, that has not been tested in court yet. So, you know, who knows? Incredibly complicated rules already. How do the current high water levels this year affect things? Well, it's affecting a great deal. First of all, it's shrinking the beach. There's not as much area to walk only because uh, we're almost at the the natural high water mark uh, historical. So pretty much what you see right now is what you get. And the waves are creating erosion and cutting into the beaches and creating cliffs. That makes it on a windy day very difficult to walk, uh, especially if the water's cold like it is right now. You still don't want to get your feet wet. You want to stay dry. So, Linda, where can people walk when the lake might be a little rough and the waves reach that natural high water mark? Well, that's a good question. And officials are concerned about that. Uh, You can try to walk through it, which everyone is advising you don't do that. You can try to walk above it, but then you're above the natural high water mark. You're on someone's property. Or you can turn back, and that might be the best choice. Linda, you're a private landowner with waterfront property on Lake Michigan. What do you think about these rules? Well, it would be nice to have clearer laws, but I like seeing people walking by and uh, enjoying the water. And it's when I'm on the beach and people walk by, we say hi and isn't it a gorgeous day or but it's nice to see that. There are other people. Uh, we have someone who's handicapped on the beach, takes an ATV on the beach. And uh, and why not if he's below the natural high water mark? That's my opinion. Um, other landowners in the area uh, disagree. Any way these rules can be clearer? What would be the next step in that? You can take it to court. You can sit down your your beach chair and uh, say, sue me. Um, Really, uh, it would be nice if the legislature could get their act together and create some clearer rules. uh, But there's a lot on that plate right now. Linda Alice Dewey is a freelance reporter for the Glen Arbor Sun. Linda, thanks for sharing your reporting with us. You're welcome. This is Points North. I'm Dan Wanshura. The last major outbreak of avian botulism on Lake Michigan was in 2016, when hundreds of dead birds washed up on shore. The bacterial disease has affected waterfowl like loons and mergansers in the Great Lakes for decades. But high water levels on the lakes are actually good news for the birds, at least temporarily. IPR's Kay LaFond has more. At Sleeping Bear Dunes National Lakeshore, a team of volunteers walk 32 miles of beach every week, from June through November. They're collecting data on avian botulism, a disease that paralyzes and kills waterfowl. It's caused by bacteria that produce a toxin in the water. And so we document all the, the living birds and any dead or sick birds. Mary Ellen Newport is out for her first walk of the season. She's a science teacher at Interlochen Center for the Arts. The mile-long section she's responsible for monitoring starts at the mouth of the Platte River. She has to cross it and go south. Yeah, we usually wade across over that way, and we can get through, you know, it's like up to the hips, and now we're going to do something different. This year, water levels on Lake Michigan are so high that the river mouth is impassable on foot. So Newport is going to use a canoe. There's another way to come in from the south side, 
but that turns into a four-mile hike. So this is the lazy person's way is to take the canoe across. High water levels are making botulism monitoring difficult this year. Some beaches have become bluffs and dead birds can't wash up. And some sections of shoreline may not be monitored at all if volunteers can't access them. Avian botulism deaths have been down in Sleeping Bear Dunes since 2017. But overall, the disease has been worse on Lake Michigan in recent decades, ever since the invasion of quagga mussels. Newport says what's so disturbing about Lake Michigan's botulism problem is that it shows an ecosystem in upheaval. The quaggas and the zebras have like undermined the entire um, food chain, so it's just it's way more than avian botulism. It's really all about the, the health of the Great Lakes. These filter-feeding mussels make the water clearer. Clearer water lets more sunlight in. Sunlight fuels the growth of Clodophora, that annoying, smelly algae that washes up on the beach. And when the Clodophora dies and decays, it creates the perfect environment for bacteria to produce the botulism toxin. High water levels are tough for monitoring, but they can actually be good for the birds. Scientists don't know the exact mechanism, but botulism outbreaks are linked to low water and warm temperatures. So Newport says this year's high water and colder lake temperatures are good news for the affected birds. We should have a good summer. So we're, you know, I'm not unhappy about these high levels for the botulism count. Unfortunately, it's probably temporary. Scientists expect climate change to keep warming the Great Lakes, which could increase bird deaths from botulism long term. For Points North, I'm Kay LaFond. And that's a wrap on Points North this week. I'm Dan Wanshura. Morgan Springer is our executive producer and editor. We had help this week from Leslie Hamp. I do want to mention Points North is taking next Friday off. We'll be back July 12th with more stories from northern Michigan. In the meantime, you can listen to past episodes of the show at pointsnorthradio.org or wherever you get your podcasts.